Shalom. My name is Deborah Geller, filling in for Rabbi Gad Dishi. And today we're going to take a look at the beginning of Parashat Vayitze. We're going to look at the two incidents that occurred to Yaakov on his way from Be'er Sheva to Haran. He's on this journey, first of all, to escape from the wrath of his brother Esav, and secondly, to find a wife for himself. He's sent by both parents, both by Yitzchak and Rivka. And of this hundreds of mile journey, we see only two incidents described in the Torah. The first is at Beit El, where he has the dream of the Sulam, of the ladder and the angels on it. And the other is the incident at Haran, or outside of Haran, by the well, where he eventually meets Rachel. We're going to see that these two isolated incidents are not really isolated, but they both form or are instrumental in forming the character of Yaakov and his Hemshech Haderech, his continuation along the path that Hashem has set for him. Now we're going to take a look at this section and focus on the following key words, Makom, Ine, Evan, and Be'er. We're going to take a look, starting with Pasuk Yud. Vayetze Yaakov mi Be'er Shava, vayelech Kharana. Vayifga b'makom, vayalen sham, kiva ha-shemesh. Vayikach me'avne ha-makom, vayase me'rosh otav. Vayishkav b'makom ha-hu. So we see that Yaakov has left Be'er Sheva, and he is walking towards Haran. And he chanced upon the place, and he slept there, because the sun had set. And he took from the stones of the place, and he places a stone under his head, and he slept in that place. So right off the bat, we see that we have the word makom appearing three times in Pasuk Yud Aleph one on its own, and two attached to a bet, indicating that there is a special significance to this place. Pasuk Yud Bet, we start to hear the content of his dream. Vayachalom v'hine sulam mutzav arza v'rosho magia hashamayma v'hine malachei Elohim olim v'yordimbo. So we get the picture now, and he dreamed, and behold, a ladder was set upon the earth, and the top of it reached toward heaven, and behold, angels of God were ascending and descending on it. So in this pasuk, and through the beginning of the next pasuk, we have a string of verbs, really it began in pasuk yud, what we call the vav hahipuch form, or the vav consecutive form. Vayetze, vayelech, vayifga, vayalen, vayikach, vayasem, vayishkav, vayachalom. And this places us very much in the narrator's position. And then, beginning in Pasuk Yudbet, we have a switch to the participial form. Mutsav, Magia, Olim, Yordim, and in the next Pasuk we'll see Nitzav. And so the effect on the reader is that we are switched from a passive uh, view, looking at the past, 
to a present view, and the point of view is now Yaakov's and no longer the narrator's. Now, this is very considerate, very fitting, considering the fact that it is at this point that Hashem is about to say that he's going to fulfill that promise, not just to Yaakov Avinu, but the promise that he has promised to Avraham and Yitzchak as well. Pasuk Yud Gimel. Vihinei Adonai Nitzav Alav, Vayomer, Ani Adonai Elohei Avraham Avicha, Elohei Yitzchak, Haaret Asherata Shochev Aleha, Lecha et Nena Ulezar Echa. Again, and behold, Hashem stood alav. We will translate it right now as beside him, beside Yaakov. And he said, I am the Lord the God of Avraham, your father, and the God of Yitzchak, the land on which you lie, I will give it to you and to your seed. And your seed will be as the dust of the earth, and you will spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And in you and in your seed, all the families of the earth will be blessed. So let's take a look at this dream. The Rosho Vashamayim recalls Migdal Bavel. But here, in this dream of Yaakov, we are not dealing with delusions of human grandeur. We're dealing with a symbol presented by God to Yaakov. And it's not about pride, it's about movement. And we have really, at this point, at Beit El, we have movement eastward, meaning in the horizontal plane, a physical movement of Yaakov away from Be'er Sheva. And we also have a vertical movement of Malachim, a spiritual movement up and down. And we're going to focus on this movement, this dual movement and bridging gaps. When we see the verse, in Pasuk Yud Gimel. There's two possible ways to read this. One is that God is standing at the top of the ladder. The other is that he is standing alav next to Yaakov in order to guard him on his way now that he is leaving Eretz Yisrael. We have in Pasuk Yudal the bracha of Ufaratsta, that the seed of Yaakov is going to spread out in all four directions. Again, a bracha of movement, and it echoes the bracha given to Avraham after he separated from Lot. And then we see Venivrechu This is the fifth time in Sefer Bereshit that we see this bracha. We saw it when Hashem tells Avraham, Lech lecha me'artzecha. We've seen it when Hashem intends to destroy Sodom and he promises it again to Avraham. We see it after Akedat Yitzchak. And we see it when Hashem tells Yitzchak that he should not go down to Mitzrayim despite the famine in Eretz Yisrael. But at this juncture, when Yaakov receives the bracha of Vanivrechu he's not only childless, he isn't even married. And he is leaving Eretz Yisrael. He's on the run from Esav, 
And so he requires an additional bracha and an additional assurance. And that is what we find in Pasuk Tetvav. Hashem promises Yaakov, and behold, again, the vihine, I am with you, and I will keep you wherever you go, and I will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I have done for you what I have spoken of to you. So we see here again the vihine, just as unexpected as the dream itself. We saw the vihine tulam, vihine malache Elohim, vihine Hashem nitzav alav. Here again we have an unexpected addition, vihine anochi imach. And so we see that we have a four-part promise in Pasuk Tetvav. And we see this kind of promise repeated with other leaders in Jewish history, with Moshe at the Sneh, and with Yehoshua when he is beginning to lead Eretz Yisrael, and with Gid'on when he goes out against Midian. Hashem promises that he will be with that leader, Anochi Imach. At this point, Yaakov is alarmed. He hasn't realized where he was standing. He has not realized the significance of the location. Pasuk Tadzain. Vayikat Yaakov Mishnato, Vayomer, Achen Yesh Adonai Bamakom Hazeh, Vanochi Lo Yadati, Vayira. Vayomar manora hamakom hazeh en ki im beit Elohim vizeh shar hashamayim. So Yaakov jumps up. Pasuk tezayin vayikatz Yaakov. He jumps up. He awakens out of his sleep. Vayomer and he says, "There is indeed God in this place, and I did not know it." And he was afraid, and he said, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. And so again, we start to see the use of the word makom. Achen yesh Adonai b'makom hazeh. Manora ha-makom hazeh. And all of a sudden, Yaakov becomes aware of his surroundings, and he's terrified. He's terrified at the disastrous consequences of not knowing that he was in God's presence. And we've seen with other heroes in Jewish history, for example, like Shimshon, that not knowing where God's presence is in our lives can be disastrous. When we see that that Shimshon... Lo yada ki Hashem sar me'alav. Now, once he becomes aware of having spoken or seen God, we see that unlike his fathers, Yaakov does not build a mizbeach. Pasuk yudchet, vayashkem Yaakov baboker, 
ויקח את האבן אשר שם מראש אותיו, וישם אותה מצבה, ויצוק שמן על ראשה. And Yaakov awoke early in the morning, and he took the stone that had been placed under his head, and he set it up as a matseva, as a pillar, and he poured oil on the top of it. Now this, now this is the second time that we have rosh used. We had the rosh of the sulam, that's magia shamaima, that reaches the heavens. And we have the rosh, the top of the matseva, indicating again this vertical stature of an object in the section. And Yaakov sets up a matseva, not a mizbeach like Avraham and Yitzchak. He has no karbanot to bring. He has nothing. He's on the run. And Radak points out that he puts up this matseva to serve as a marker so that he can recognize it upon his return. so that he can fulfill his vow, which is coming in the next few psukim. But first, Pasuk Yud Tet. Vayikra et shem hamakom hahu bet el, ve'ulam luz shem ha'ir larishona. And he called the name of that place Bet El, but the name of the city was Luz at the beginning. Now, there are many Midrashim which discuss exactly where this occurred and what exactly is the connection between Bet El and Har HaMoriah. We're going to see in Pasuk Chavbet that Yaakov promises that he's going to come back and build Bet Elohim on this spot. And the Mepharshim include all kinds of explanations, including Kfitzat HaDerech, that the Uh, his, his derech, his path was shortened miraculously, that the sulam was on some sort of an angle and including that the entire land of Israel was folded up and that he slept, in fact, on all of it. Now, without negating any of these, I would like to suggest an idea about the essence of this word hamakom, which appears again and again in this uh, section. Less than worrying about its precise geographic location, Yaakov finds himself on a journey which is both physical and temporal, but also spiritual. And we've seen that that's represented by his horizontal movement as well as by the sulam and the matseva, which are vertical. Where he is at this point in time is his makom. And it becomes the meeting point, the origin of the vertical and horizontal axes on which he travels. So Yaakov's realization is that his horizontal mission to escape Esav and to find a wife is directly and intimately connected to his vertical mission to raise his own spiritual level and to bring godliness into the world. And that is the bracha of v'nivrechu b'cha. And so right now, when he is on the verge of leaving Eretz Yisrael, he recognizes that no matter his geographic location, and perhaps on this the text is intentionally being vague, he will still be mutsav artsa, grounded on the earth, 
Virosho Tagia Hashamaima, and his head will be pointed and directed heavenward. And Hanan Porat quotes both Hasidic and Mitnagdic sources that the Sulam is in fact man himself, fixed on the ground and reaching always heavenward towards spiritual matters and towards God. Pasukhas. Vaidur Yaakov Neder Lemor. Im Yihye Elohim Imadi, Ushmarani Baderech Haze, Asheranohi Holech, Venatani Lechem Lechol Uvegedil Bosch, Vishavti Vishalom El Bet Avi, Vehaya Adonai Li Lelohim. Veha Even Hazot Asher Samti Mateva, Yihye Bet Elohim, Vehol Asher Titenli, Aser Aserenu Lach. So now we have the last three psukim of this scene. And at this point, Yaakov makes a nether, which he repeats the promises of Hashem in Pasuk Tetvav. And this is a nether in the same vein of the nether as Chana and as Yustach, where a tefillah is made for success and a promise to Hashem is made if that success is met, if that thing is acquired. However, here we have a question because we know that Hashem has already promised these things in Pasuk Tetvav. And so the Mifashim have asked, is Yaakov Avinu acting properly here? Is he doubting the promises that were just made to him a few moments ago? So we have Pasuk Chaf, Vayidar Yaakov Neder Lemor, and Yaakov vowed a vow saying, If God will be with me and he will keep me in this way that I go, and he will give me bread to eat and clothing to wear, and I come back in peace to my father's house, and Hashem will be with me as a God. And this stone, which I have placed as a pillar, as a matseva, will be the house of God. And all that you will give me, I will surely give you a tenth. Essentially, what Yaakov is saying here is not that he is making a conditional statement to God, but rather what he's saying is, I know that Hashem is trustworthy, and as long as I continue to merit his beneficence, and as long as I am at all able, I will fulfill this promise. And the scene ends once again with a focus on the Evan, to which Yaakov will return in order to fulfill this nether. And so then we see Yaakov leaving Beit El, very hopeful as a result of the promises that Hashem has made to him, and at the same time cautious of his behavior, because as the Ramban says, he is not untrustworthy of God, but rather he doubts himself, that he does not fall prey to some sin which will in turn, make him unworthy of God's promises. And so he leaves Beit El cautious of his behavior, 
but in full possession of the knowledge of what he now must do. At this point, we turn to the next scene in which Yaakov is at the well on the outskirts of Haran. And we start this scene with the next move, the next horizontal move in Yaakov's life. He now goes from Beit El to Haran. And given what we've seen about Yaakov's personal movement, both the physical and the spiritual, we're going to now take a look at how his personality is developed in this scene by the well. Perak Chavtet Pasuk Aleph. Vayisa Yaakov Raglav, Vayelech Arza Vene Kedem. And Yaakov literally picked up his feet and he went to the land of the children of the East. Now, this phrase, Vayisa Yaakov Raglav, is unique in Tanakh and there are two opposite explanations for it. One is that he picked up his feet very cheerfully and with great alacrity based on God's promise at Beit El. And the other is that he had to lift his feet. He had to force himself to leave Beit Elohim, that he had to drudgingly schlep his feet along in order to get to his next stop. So which one is it? We're going to take a look at that as we continue through this section. Pasuk Bet. Vayar vihine ve'er basadeh vihine sham shlosha edretzon rovtsim aleha kimin ha'be'er hahi yashku ha'adarim v'ha'even gedola al pi ha'be'er v'ne'esfu shama chol ha'adarim v'galalu et ha'even me'al pi ha'be'er v'hishku et ha'tzon v'hishivu et ha'even al pi ha'be'er limkoma. So what do we see right away in Pasuk Bet, Vayar Vihine? All of a sudden, we're back to these wondrous things happening to Yaakov. Vayar Vihine Ve'er Basadeh. And he looked, and behold, again we have this Vihine. Something unusual is happening. There is a well in the field. Vihine, again. And behold, three flocks of sheep are lying by it. Because from that well, they watered the flocks. And the stone upon the well's mouth was large. And all of the flocks were gathered to there. And they rolled the stone from the well's mouth. And they watered the sheep. And they returned the stone to the mouth of the well, to its place. With this description of the well, we have the word vihine appear seven times. Similarly, we have the word evan appearing seven times. We also have the word be'er appearing seven times. Things happen at wells. And behold, things are happening to Yaakov. And both of these incidents are uniquely tied to an Evan. Pasuk Dalid Vayomer lahem Yaakov Achai me'ayanatem vayomru mecharananachnu Vayomer lahem hayedatem et lavan ben nachor vayomeru yadanu Vayomer lahem hashalom lo 
ויאמרו שלום, והנה רחל ביתו באה עם הצאן. And so here we have Yaakov's first recorded interaction with an indigenous population. And he tries three times to be friendly. We see he calls them Achai, my brothers. And three times he says, Vayomer lahem. And Yaakov said to them, my brothers, from where are you? And they said, we are from Haran. And he said to them, do you know Lavan, the son of Nahor? And they said, we know him. And he said to them, is it, is it peace with him? And they said, peace. And he, behold, here is Rachel, his daughter, coming with the sheep. So here we have that seventh vihine, another surprise, Rachel. And Yaakov Avinu, despite his efforts to be friendly, has been cut off time and again by very terse answers from the Roim, from those shepherds. Pasuk Zain. Vayomer hen od hayom gadol lo et ha'asef hamikne hashku hatzon ulechu reu vayomru lo nuchal ad asher yeasefu kol ha'adarim vegalalu et ha'even me'alpi ha'be'er vehishkinu hatzon. And so now Yaakov no longer says lahem, but he says. Hen od hayom gadol, the day is still high, meaning it is still long. It is not time to gather in the cattle, water your sheep, and go feed them, go graze them. And they answer back. They said, we cannot until all the flocks are gathered together. And they roll the stone from the mouth of the well. And then we will water the sheep. And so Yaakov, now that the small talk is over, and now that he understands they do not want to be friends, he asks an impertinent question, basically accusing them of a less than stellar work ethic. And their answer cites local custom. And we know in just a few more psukim, this is not the last time that Yaakov is going to have to deal with local custom in Haran. As Lavan tricks him and says, Lo And finally, the scene comes to a close in the next two psukim. Yaakov finally meets his Rachel, Pasuk Tet. Odenu medaber imam virachel ba'a im hatzon asher le'aviha ki ro'ahi. Vayihi ka'asher ra'a Yaakov et Rachel bat lavan achi imo ve'et son lavan achi imo vayigash Yaakov vayagel et ha'even me'alpi ha'be'er vayashk et son lavan achi imo. While he was still speaking with them, Rachel came with her father's sheep because she was a shepherdess. Vayihi, Pasuk Yud. And it came to pass, when Yaakov saw Rachel, the daughter of Lavan, his mother's brother, and the sheep of Lavan, his mother's brother, that Yaakov came close 
and rolled the stone from the well's mouth, and he watered the flock of Lavan, his mother's brother. This time, Yaakov does not make the same mistake that he did at Beit El. He recognizes what is in front of him. Three times we see that it is Achi Imo, his mother's brother's daughter, that is standing before him. This is the girl he is meant to marry. And in Beit El, we saw a terrified Yaakov who says, Yesh Hashem b'makom lo yadati. And now he has learned. He is seeing Hashem's promises fulfilled. He is Mutsav Artsa. He is dealing with the realities of Haran. But Rosho Shamaima, his head is pointed heavenwards. He sees the Evan, that hard, unyielding substance. But as he blesses his son Yosef at the end of his life in Parashat Vayechi, with so many different aspects of Hashem, one of the aspects he uses is Ro'eh Evan Yisrael, the shepherd of Israel, the stone, the shepherd of Israel. Yaakov does not see an obstacle in the Evan as the Ro'im do, but he sees in it a medium with which to spiritually serve God by turning it into a matseva. He sees a symbol of the physical strength that God will give him in rolling a massive stone without the help of the other shepherds. And so Yaakov Avinu at this point is a different person than that person who left Be'er Sheva. He's no longer the Ishtam Yoshev Ohalim because he needs to leave the Ohel. He needs to go out into the world. But he takes with him that Ishtam, that inner fortitude, which was revealed through the Evan at Beit El, and then again through the Evan at the Be'er. And he knows that he can rely on his Sulam that connects him to Evan Yisrael, Avinu Sheba Shamayim, in order to stay steadfast during his many long years in the home of Lavan.